when Olivia Rodrigo releases an album, are we going to do this for her? Yes, because yes, we're yeah. all driver's yeah. license stands yeah. today. Yeah. <laughs> Sabrina. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Anubis Backwards Podcast. We are back. It is 2021. Feels oh, good. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. I've got two things to say. Happy nine years of season two. Oh, yeah. And happy happy yes. two years of uh, Berkeley Duffield ghosting his fandom. No, Berkeley Duffield watched our Instagram story. He's no longer ghosting us. He's still ghosting us, though, because if not for that, we would have no sign of life. It was like this little little sign of life. Berkeley's that came out of nowhere. That pe- Berkeley's like the guy who's trying to ghost you, but doesn't know that how Instagram works. So he's like watching your stories, but he's still not hitting you up. But he's watching your stories because he feels like <laughs> that you can see it. That's who Berkeley is. That's Berkeley. If he's lurking on social media, I drag that boy, but like lovingly, constantly on my Twitter. Even though he yeah. So me. let me just explain here for anyone who doesn't know. So last week on January 1st, as you guys know, we did the fan video project where all of you guys submitted clips. It was great. We had like 30 people submit, posted it to our Instagram story and tagged the cast. Um, First of all, Nat reposted it to her story, which was awesome. So thank you, Natalia, for being the real one. The only one to say thank you and like recognize it. Um, But then Berkeley looked at our story like when we tagged him. So that's why we're like, what the heck? (laughs) Because that boy hasn't been on Instagram in two years. Supposedly. They send me a text while I'm at work. I have to cover a 30-minute break at Greeter, and I check my watch because I'm a bougie B-I-T-C-H, and I got an Apple Watch, and all I see of sudden is I, I see, oh my god, Berkeley, and I'm like, what the frick's happening? Like, <laughs> panic mode. <laughs> oh like, the store manager is the one that's like hanging out with me, and I'm like, um, ma'am, I, I need I need I need to respond to this. I'm going to going to combust right here, right now, in the middle of a cold. And then Alex Sawyer also looked at it too, so that was cool. But they didn't say they didn't say anything. They just we saw they looked at our story. <laughs> but Natalia literally, I think, watched the whole video and posted about it and said she really loved it. So I'm really glad you loved it, Natalia. Yeah, so that's really cool. <laughs> and we got and then we got a lot of new followers. Yeah, so if you're so- new here, welcome. Yeah, um, I don't know if you would be new here and watching to this ep- listening to this episode first, but if you are, hello, welcome. Enjoy the yeah. Fun if time. that's what brought you to us, thank you. Welcome. <laughs> um, enjoy our chaos. We've already. It's always chaotic here at Anubis Backwards Podcast. <laughs> I sent them we a like... text earlier of a T-shirt that was like caffeine, wine, and chaos. I'm like, this was us, y'all. It's a caffeine day. Sometimes it's a wine day, but I got my coffee today. It's presently a caffeine day, but we'll see in the second half of this episode after our break. <laughs> it's a truly day. Cast news. Very important. If you didn't know this by now, because you're living under a rock, I don't know. Actually, okay. If you didn't know this by now, I'm going to be nice. Claudia Jesse, who plays uh, Sophia in Touchstone of Raw, is on Bridgerton as Eloise, who is an icon. I love her. Anyway, Bridgerton's great, but also, like, if you are uh, not 18 yet, if you are under 18, I would not recommend it. That's my official warning. It is a very good show. I really enjoyed. Claudia Jesse is great. I love her, and I love Eloise, and I've been reading the books all day. 
And I'm no thoughts head, Brid- head Bridgerton right now, so we're already setting ourselves up for chaos. But um, uh, our friends, the Bookhoes, are doing a recap of Bridgerton, and apparently that's the podcast I should be on right now because I. Um, <laughs> Welcome to Bridgerton Backwards podcast. No, I really liked it too. <laughs> Laura's right. Claudia Jesse was amazing in it. Her character is so funny. So yeah, if you're over eighteen, go check that out and support <laughs> your uh, demonic freshman. Hashtag. Okay, my goal in life, not my goal in life, but like. I really hope that Claudia Jesse stands from Bridgerton now um, do what you do when you like an actor and go watch everything they've ever been in and, you know, have to watch Touchstone of Raw and have no idea what's going on. I would love to one of them. <laughs> Could you imagine? It's a little old, but um, Allie, who played KT, was in, like, a, a Facebook special type thing for Father of the Bride. It was called Father of the Bride Part 3-ish. I did tweet about it and tweet a link to it on our Twitter. So, like, if you haven't checked it out, I actually never finished it because I was break at she, work. She, like, got married on a Zoom call. It was wild. <laughs> I didn't even watch it, but I'll have to go back and check. <laughs> I didn't watch the full thing, but I skipped forward and suddenly, like, her husband wasn't in the same room as her, but they were getting married over Zoom call. That's because she's a nurse. Yeah, she was a nurse. This isn't Allie, though, right? She Allie, was just there. No, Allie's character. Allie played oh. a nurse character, and Allie got married. Allie, no, I did not get married on I thought this was, like, a reality show. <laughs> no, Allie's character. This was not real. Uh, okay, I need. I clearly need to go watch this. Like, yeah, no, Allie did not get married on Zoom. She's not a nurse. Oh, okay. So, well, maybe someone else was confused too. So now we're now we're clarified. All right, shall we carry on? So uh, this episode's going to be kind of like a buffer episode. So I know we just wrapped up season one. You're probably expecting us to start season two right away, but we wanted to just kind of like reflect on season one a little bit, and then it, we wouldn't be us if we didn't talk about taylor swift so we're gonna go through uh, uh, evermore song by song and relate it to the characters of the ships so um yeah season one reflection we didn't really plan for this we were just like <laughs> we we're just like yeah season one um what are everyone's like general thoughts i guess <laughs> season one and i have a very interesting relationship because like it's like not the season i gravitate towards but i always like get that like happy like I'm home again feeling when I watch it. And I think, so I have to admit that I haven't actually rewatched season one since like it aired. Like, cause every time I've rewatched the show since then, I've kind of started in season two and I don't even like start from the beginning of season two. Like I watch, I skip around the first few When Annie gets there. I, yeah. Then I start, <laughs> like, I, I usually start, Eddie. I usually do start with like mixed goodbye episodes and I dive right into like the Eddie episodes, but like, call me out. Why don't you? And then I do season three and I actually tend to watch um touchstone of raw on I, I kind of watch that one a little bit more often because it gives me the whole like vibe of the show without it being like a hundred episodes long that's so fair why would i rewatch the nice having a movie. When i could just watch a 90 minute thing and get the same feeling i think i've seen touchstone of raw like twice in my entire life once when it first came out and once when we did our rewatch didn't we do same watches yeah. of it? did we maybe twice maybe three times in my life yeah, like when I did my quarantine rewatch of Touchstone of Raw, I like literally could not tell you. Like I was, it was like watching it for the first time because I hadn't watched it since it aired. But anyway, back to season one. <laughs> um, I kind of agree with you. Like I think season one was nostalgic in that like it's what got me into the show, and it's like it just like feels good, and it's like I don't know when you think of House of Anubis, like this is the essence of the show, and finding the cup, and 
it was really nice also breaking it episode by episode just because when I first watched it, I binged through most of it, except for like the last week. So I think it was really cool to like get that same kind of feeling of watching it on TV live. And yeah. I definitely agree with that because um, because I feel like I'm in class. I definitely agree with Brenna. Okay, but I do definitely agree with that because like during season one, I wasn't involved in fandom. I didn't watch season one until like after the whole thing had already aired. And then I got in fandom like probably summer-ish of 2011 start getting involved in the house of news fandom so like i never had had that experience of like season one as like related to a fandom event in the same way like i do with season two and season three and like you'll hear us probably talk about this more when we start recapping season two and season three and especially like today was like the anniversary of season two premiering and i was like wow like season one anniversary felt like very nostalgic not even and i was watching it then way but just in the like oh my god, it's been 10 years, like, I'm so glad to have met all my friends, like, I'm so glad all this stuff, blah blah blah, but season two, like, Freda posted about it on our thing today, and I was like, no, damn, was I, I posted was about it, Emily posted about it, and I was just like, damn, I feel old as hell, because I, like, remember in my mind, like, watching season two, anyway, this isn't about season two, we'll get into that next week, but I do feel very old, because I remember actively, but it was nice, for season one, I will say through this podcast, I did feel like because we broke it down episode by episode and like did a week by week basis that it felt like basically being in the fandom for season one for the first time. So that was very fun, even though it wasn't like obviously what the fandom was when it was airing, but like it felt like kind of being in the fandom and reacting to them in real time and like getting to talk about it together. It felt like a very fandom experience and I never had that for season one. So I really like that. And season one just feels like so classic like it's the essence of house of Nubis. it's very classic it's before it really gets to some of the things that make us angry about the show so it's fun and nostalgic and cute and like, it's like pure and innocent still didn't make us angry like ooh, because i i i was being a little bit of a turd today on Twitter and I tweeted, can't wait till the weekly Emma Mar is emotionally cheating on Mick TED Talks that Emily's gonna go on. I like mean, friend. Friend. <laughs> I'll be right there with you. I I realize it sitting here in the year 2021. It was 2020 when I realized this and I don't think but like I'm like that's it like changed a lot. I don't want to say it changed anything for me, but like it just kind of was like an eye-opening thing for me to realize. I'm like, oh, this is why I didn't like this arc, or this is why I didn't like it because she's legitimately like cheating on him, not physically, but emotionally, yeah. and it's just icky. It's icky. So, what was everyone's favorite like podcast moment of season one? Us being at our bullshit at all times, chaotic energy. <laughs> Um, my favorite moment, this wasn't on the pod though, but this was relevant to pod recording, was when we recorded on the 19th, sorry, when we recorded the podcast on the 19th, and then we stayed up the night talking to each other, so it was my birthday, and then we all were, like, celebrating my birthday, and we were watching that fight video. <laughs> because I love you guys, it made my birthday. <laughs> that was fun, I liked celebrating all of our birthdays too. Yeah, our birthday bullshit, and our stupid <laughs> jokes. I, I think we both asked on social media what are you guys' favorite simple jokes like Nettie Summer Romance, Siri Play Illicit Affairs, Cowboy Jarena. 
Lena. Horse girl Lena and cowboy Jerome. <laughs> we view those as part of our season. <laughs> Yeah, that's I mean, it. the obvious answer for me is when Brad came on the podcast, but I feel like that's like cheating um, for the answer. I, was also but... I'm like, <laughs> I would love to. <laughs> yeah, so I hope that season two brings us more cast interviews. We're trying. Uh, we just like honestly got really lucky with Brad. I'll just be honest. Like, I'm gonna tr- we're gonna try to get more people on, but people have lives, and I don't think everyone necessarily is as like eager to talk about this show from 10 years ago you know so also i think you've mentioned it like to us privately but like if they are actively like with management teams they also may have to like clear it with like their management and we aren't um we aren't that important yeah Yeah. i will say i have reached out to someone's agent and they did reply back really quickly but then i never heard from them probably because they were like what's this and then like looked at our little (laughs) tiny podcast and we're like why would they do this (laughs) like so Um, brad came on very legitimate (laughs) yeah like brad was just like a fluke honestly we try like that the fact that that happened so time that he was in the mood to talk about house of anubis and like was in quarantine and bored and agreed to come yeah, on but we'll see you never know who else might suddenly be like yeah let me like talk about my past what if we just straight and, up slid uh, into all of their managers dms <laughs> I, I will do that i will okay, do i've tried emailed some other people's like emails and they haven't answered so <laughs> <laughs> um okay what else can we talk about about season one what was everyone's favorite ship of season one Fabina. my dumbass is really about to say pisy <laughs> <laughs> that's not season one mine's Mikara obviously like season one is like prime Mick and Mara, so Jammer oh good choice good choice I love season one Jammer I'm gonna be on my bullshit but also Fabina in season one is really cute I only and think Mikara- season one one ships I have a sad confession to make um so I was looking through my time hop today and there was lots of House of Anubis tweets because you know, nine years ago was the season two premiere, and then eight years ago, season three was already airing. And uh, I, in a tweet, and it was to Emily and I think to Megan, I said, I ship Pace and more, but I like them. About like, I just actively was like, I ship Pace and I don't remember who the other ship was. Oh, Patrom. It was like, Patrom's cool, but I ship Pace and more. I mean, Siri, was it a fair? Siri? 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 Like this bitch, I was again. young. I was seventeen. It was bad. It's fine. I've li- learned. Just blame Pretty Little Liars. I, honestly, I think I do blame Pretty Little Liars because I was like, yeah, like because I read those books around that time too. I was like, yeah, it's just like Pretty Little Liars. Like they had a teacher-student relationship. Like why can't I, I can't like, I think that might also have been like part of the problem with even rewatching it because I don't know. I feel like at that point we had already known it was like a a thing, and so we kept making yeah. like, jokes about it. So even like, I almost wonder if we didn't have that like. Pretty Little Liars background, or even like that awareness of that it was a ship in like 2011. If we would have thought about it as a ship, in that's a good point. House of Anubis was like kind of like a children's version, not a children's version, but like House of Anubis was a kid show with similar vibes to Pretty Little Liars. So I feel like we're everyone at the time because Pretty Little Liars was just like, yeah, student teacher relationships are a great idea. You're like, you know what? Well, the thing with the problem with Pretty Little Liars is they normalized it so badly. Yeah. Yeah. So I think in my, you know, young teenage brain, I was like, this is fine. 
we can ship this now i know better now we know like this is not okay (laughs) but yeah i thought that was funny Libby's shout out said that her favorite podcast joke is we don't condone student teacher relationships so i'm just gonna say it again we do not condone student teacher relationships (laughs) thank you uh for all the 17 year olds today for being more like woke than i was (laughs) and more uh, not even woke that's not the right word but like just more aware (laughs) you have pretty little liars telling them that dating your teacher is a good idea (laughs) yeah so who's everyone's favorite character of season one Oh, wait, did you have something to say? I was going to say that's probably, like, the other thing is because, like, we would have been the age where, like, the fandom, like, would have overlapped with Pretty Little Liars, where, like, a lot of our younger listeners would not have been also watching yeah. Pretty I would hope would not have been watching Pretty Little Liars. Yeah, I was watching Pretty Little Liars and House News at the same time. <laughs> teen drama. I love teen dramas yeah. with mystery. <laughs> yes, but were you four? No, I was, like, 16. <laughs> 16. Acceptable for you. I was like I don't know how old I was like 14 during season 1 alright so favorite characters from season 1 and I don't know Patricia there we go answered um, I mean this is like Mick's time to shine so should I just say Mick again <laughs> like Mick, Mikara um. Very- <laughs> predictably for me Alfie forever <laughs> I also do really like Fabian so like Fabian also. Same. So, I also feel like yeah. I'm loving Elfie more now that I'm doing a slow rewatch. Not that I've ever like disliked Elfie, but I feel like I'm getting more hype for Elfie. I feel that. Like I appreciate him more. Unproblematic king for the most part. <laughs> Alright, so what was everyone's favorite episode from season one? What's the one with the I have a really weird soft spot for House of Pests that I don't even know why. It's, it's fun. Like, it is a fun one. It's like cute I also squad really bonding. like the drama episode, the play episode in the rewatch. Yeah, I think that might be mine because that's the one that always like if I think of season one, I just like think of the play episode for some reason. And then like we get Mick and Mara getting back together and it's cute and just like, I don't know, the whole play and then like Joy comes back and it's like such a pivotal moment. There's just so much happening. I mean, it's like that was peak season one for me. First House of Anubis episode literally ever, so it does get a lot of love in my heart solely for that. Oh, I guess the other one I would say is is this episode three or four when they're like it's the episode where they do the I love you exercise in oh. drama class. I just feel like that and then that was like when Sabuna forms, I think, or like they go on the attic for the first time together with Amber. There was just like a lot of iconic moments in that episode too. Whatever I'm telling you, whatever was the lunchroom episode. <laughs> Okay, it's House of Arrest, House of Hoax. Anyway. That has to be my favorite. That's the only show that I was looking forward to in season one, and we know what. So, okay. Any other, like, thoughts on season one, or just, like, reflections on season one podcast? So cute, so fun, but I have kind of felt like I'm in season one purgatory for the past six months, so I'm ready for season two. Ready for season two purgatory, because it's going to be even longer. (laughs) So I think our last little season one thing, I guess, before we finish here is we have, I think, a few more hot takes that got submitted that we haven't gotten to yet. So I'm going to like open up the form here and see what we got left. So first we have, this is from Eddie. She signed it. So thank you, Eddie. It says, well, first of all, remind me if we did this one already, but I don't think we did. So yeah. 
So for the four episode arc of House of Yesterday, Victory, and then Bribes and Venom, do you think that the character of Robbie, who was counting the votes, was supposed to be Patricia's love interest at some point? As I know, or as I know her love interest in another version of the show is called Robbie, and he, oh, cut off. And he is the year below her, just like this Robbie. Hmm, it's interesting. That's interesting. I am. I want to say no because I feel like if he was and then they had to you know bring in a new American because like Nat was leaving it would have been a little bit more last minute versus actually spread out over almost an entire season because that, that sounds weird because I'm like well Eddie's arrival seems to have felt too planned does that make sense? I don't sense? know I don't trust that in season one they knew what they were doing in season two <laughs> yeah there was more to the comment too that it got cut off but I found it so it said um it seems like too much of a coincidence that this character would have a crush on her if that's not what they were going for. But then the, the writers wised up and thought we need to upgrade. So they cast Berkeley Dumpfield, the ultimate upgrade. <laughs> the Sorry, Robbie's actor. You did not be wrong, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think he made this season one at, because season one is pretty much like a, not a direct, but it's pretty much a copy of like, uh, Het, who's the newest, right? I, I almost wonder if it was yeah. be an Easter egg more than a, like a season one easter egg and then by the time they would have been giving patricia's character a love interest they had already like planned on maybe eddie's arrival or whatever the season one writers were like oh maybe we'll introduce this character because maybe we'll get a season two we don't know if we're getting a season two we know that she has a love interest called robbie blah 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 and like they were directly copying but then when season two happened and also season three happened like we know that they didn't continue to like go with the storyline of the original they like went is that the original or is it like the other there's three right um Het house anubis is the original and then das house anubis which is the german one that was like a spinoff of Het house anubis okay. and then the american slash uk one came third okay so I'm thinking that potentially, because it does seem weird that they would introduce it in, like, we know season one's a direct copy, I'm thinking potentially they were like, maybe we'll do this, and then when they decided to, like, go with, like, different storylines for season two, they, like, scrapped any storylines that they were trying to copy from the original. Yeah, I could see that, but I do think, like, I agree with Emily, too, that, like, it was probably supposed to be an Easter egg for season one, it was definitely intentional, but also with the like caveat of like them being like maybe we could use this, but then also not being, you know, big planners yeah. and planning ahead. So like no, <laughs> they weren't like necessarily planning on doing it. Like, I don't and think they also... even knew it was gonna get picked up. So Well that's what Brad said. Up. They didn't know if they were renewed or canceled till like a few months after the show aired. So because that's why they wrote Had Nina and Fabian get back together and stay together and that's why they didn't break them up between seasons two and season three and i i don't know it's just hard to usually like at least because okay so i watch a show called legends of tomorrow and one of the writers follows me and like he's a bro anyways so i know at least for their show they like kind of know where they're gonna pick up in the next season but it's not like they have like a for sure plan when they're like writing every single episode they usually wait till like the last like like three or four and then they start planning for like the next one whether they've been renewed or not. Gotcha. Okay. So I don't know if the same kind of principle would have applied here. Were they? I don't. I genuinely don't think they were planning in advance, though. I hate to say it. I don't um, think there was much planning in advance. Yeah, I'm thinking 
is probably like exhibit A was literally the fact that they knew Natalia was leaving and they gave her such a shitty exit. Yes, yeah, we couldn't even plan that. So am I supposed to they believe that they were planning who Patricia's season two love interest was going to be in season one? They didn't go. I don't think they ever knew while recording that they were going to get another season. So they were just like trying to film, make the seasons be like in a bubble while also potentially setting up potential season two plots. So that's why I'm like, maybe they were like, oh, if we want to use this in season two, we'll set this up because we know it happened in the original. And then when season two got picked up, they were like, we have, we're just going to make our own plot. I'm just saying that Robbie should have shown up in season two or season three, and he should have been he should have shown up in season three, and he should have been Patricia's fake date. It would have been funny. I would have loved that. That would have been a great way to like bring him back. MIA by that. Well, I don't know. He could have like. What if the actor had like a glow up though by season three, and suddenly he was like really hot, and like because he like got older, <laughs> that'd be really funny too. He was ugly. He was just young. Yeah, exactly. So like he may have had like he could have had a glow up when he got older. <laughs> Okay, so next hot take. Mr. Winkler and the other teachers who played a part in the ceremony with Joy, motives. Why do you think they were a part of it? And what parts do you think they played? Okay, so we can canonically know that... um... Wow, I lost my train of thought because I started painting. Um, Jason is has a degener- degenerative illness, so he, you know, like, didn't want to die from his illness. Can relate as someone with a chronic illness. Um... So I went on an entire like TED talk about Mr. Sweet and Rufus and how I think Mr. Sweet is Rufus' son. And I kind of break down why I think Rufus, or not Rufus, why Mr. Sweet was part of the society. And again, this is just my crazy, 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 crazy theory. And I like how I'm like stopping mid-thought because again, I'm trying to paint while I record because I just thought the word right, steal, like steal goat. So I've like lost the shit. Queen. <laughs> okay, so I went on this like entire theory and I don't think I need to, I don't know if I should try to summarize it quick here while we're recording. Um, Victor. So I also have this, um, sorry, hypothesis or theory that Victor wanted eternal life because of his whole like raw destiny. And, or I know, I think Brenna also mentioned that she thinks it's just because like he was trying to like complete his unfinished business. Um, I mean, I don't, we don't know enough about the nurse or the cop to like, for me to be like, oh, this is what I think their motives are. Um, Mrs. Andrews is interesting because I totally think Mrs. Andrews is probably a widow and probably just wants like, you know, to not die or whatever, which is just kind of a shitty, weird thing to say. But so in summary, going back, backtracking to my Rufus Mr. Sweet thing. Um, first and foremost, Rufus would have been 45 when Mr. Sweet was born, which is older, but, like, not unbelievable, especially when someone is taking the elixir. Like, we don't know what age Rufus, like, stopped aging. So, like, Rufus technically could be, like, eternally, like, 30. I don't think, I, I think he's probably late 30s. Um, so, okay, backtracking. So, I, we don't really know if, um, Mr. Sweet, like, was in America or if, like, he met Eddie's mom in England, we just know that Mr. Sweet left America to go back to England, which leads me to believe that I think he was probably in America. So, like, I personally think, going off my Rufus and Mr. Sweet theory, that, like, he was trying to, like, run away from his dad and, like, hide where it was safer. But then I firmly believe, like, he was still in contact with Rufus, maybe, like, or not Rufus, but he was still in contact with Victor, and I think Victor called him up and was like, hey, like, your dad's going off the rails, like, we need another society member, and, like, 
your dad's gonna like find your son or whatever because like that he's the Osirian and maybe he could we don't know if the Osirian could have assembled the cup maybe like Rufus would have been like rolling up in America like I'm here to steal your son because he can assemble the cup but then he wouldn't have needed a chosen one I don't know ignore me anyways and so like we it's implied like Mr. Sweet tells Eddie the reason he left is that he had all of he tells Eddie the reason he left was elderly parents but like that's kind of like it's just weird it also seems weird that he would say he has elderly parents when Mr. Sweet would have been and this is relevant oh god where's my I think Mr. Sweet would have been 35 when Eddie was born Mr. Sweet and John Clark would have been 35 when their sons were born so like how old were Mr. Sweet's parents that if he had to leave like his young son in America why is he not giving his parents yeah that doesn't make sense I gotta add that into my thread when I remember. Well, that's why I think his dad was Rufus, and I don't think he knew, like I think his mom was probably like long gone and dead. And I think Mr. Sweet was maybe involved in the society already, and then like his dad's kind of started to go a little, woo woo woo. So he like left to like get away from that, and then got called back by Victor. Anyways, that was a very long tangent that only semi makes sense. And Laura went and got a it's truly. It's a fun right. theory, though. Laura went and got a truly when I started this. She's like, Emily's on some bullshit. I, I, I had my AirPods in when I was listening to you. All right, so I think, okay, as for the other ones, Fabian's crush on Mick, I know we've covered. Um, Nickelodeon planning to make a romance between Patricia and Mr. Winkler until they realized it was wrong. We talk- I'm sure we've talked about that. <laughs> we've talked about that a lot. Um, Trudy having a lot of ships because she's the best character. I think we talked about that. <laughs> we probably talked about Trudy being an icon. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Because then there was like Mara is an intellectual icon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Just make sure. Wait. Will this reform another... Yeah, okay. So yeah, thank you guys for your hot takes. As uh as we go on to season two and season three, our link to our Google form is in our social media bios. Just click on the link tree link and then there will be a link that says like hot takes or something. So send in your hot takes so we can discuss them for the next two seasons. So on that note, I think we're gonna take a quick break to hear from our sponsor, and then when we come back, we will talk about Evermore. All right, so we are back and we are ready to talk about our second favorite subject, Taylor Swift. So what we're going to do is we're just going to go down the track list forevermore and uh, like I said earlier, discuss what character it reminds us of or what ship or whatever. When Olivia Rodrigo releases an album, are we going to do this for her? Yes, because yes, we're yeah. all driver's yeah. license stands today. Yeah. <laughs> we had a driver's license dance break on our during our we ad did. break. And I was just saying that I think Olivia Rodrigo will be the next generation's Taylor Swift because she's very talented. She's so. very talented, great songwriter. That's why I'm such a Taylor Swift fan that she just like, you know what, I'm going to fucking expose people. Mm-hmm. I love that for her. I love that for her too. And I love that in her first ever single, she just straight up dropped the F-bomb. I know. <laughs> I'm like, yes, queen. But anyway, Taylor Swift, so get back to Evermore. <laughs> Let's go, ladies. 
So Willow, what do you guys think about the song Willow? I wrote, this is the one I wrote a note for. I said, Willow is about Willow, duh, okay. But I'm actually kind of thinking, Jeroy, like wreck my plans and they count me out time and time again. I come back stronger than 90 strength. Show me the places where the others gave you scars. Every bait and switch was worth a while. So I guess my ultimate conclusion was Jeroy, but I couldn't uh, miss the opportunity to say Willow's about Willow. I went through the same thing. I actually put Will alone because of the bait and switch thing and show me the places where the others yeah. gave you scarred because he was like heartbroken by Mara when he was like we love that. pursuing her. <laughs> Interesting. I, that I that would make that. sense for Will alone. I did put Troy though for I mean Troy was my second option. So because like I'm like the the water when your ship rolled in that night rough on the surface but you cut through like a knife because she didn't see him coming like head on the pillow I could feel you sneaking in and then I also put like I come back stronger than a 90s trend that just feels like a joy line to me yeah it does feel like a joy line but I do like the idea of Willow also especially because it's called Willow I was like I was like it needs to be a Willow song it's called Willow like I'm like is that a Alfie song other than me like that's my man which is what I said was me at Alfie. Am I wrong? All right, so no, you're not. He is your man. This is like me when I see Albie Brenna when she sees Mick or Emily when she sees Eddie. All right, so second song is "Brace Yourselves." Champagne problems. Um. Okay. I this is the one. This is the one I actually have thoughts and opinions on. So like, I think it's a petty song, and I think it's a season two, season three, like between seasons petty song, because. You don't know, like, it's, what's the line is, you, like, just don't know the answer until someone's on their knees and asking, and, like, we, well, we, the show never said it, but Jade had, when season three was airing, had tweeted that Jade, um, well, I almost said Jade broke up with Eddie, um, Patricia <laughs> broke up, Patricia broke up with Eddie because she was, like, scared of her feelings. So, like, I just imagine, like, him, like, kind of, like, pouring his heart out to her, because, like, we, he's usually the one to, like, take the first not the first step, but, like, when it comes to, like, He verbally, makes the first move. The Verbally, anyways, because he's, like, we, she was the one who had, had, like, to initiate the first kiss and stuff like that. But, like, verbally, he's, like, the one who's, like, I'm gonna make the first move. I'm gonna be, like, hey, I really like you. You're, like, like, I, thought, I think I'm falling for you, Yaku scene. So, I think, like, maybe he said, like, maybe he said I love you. Maybe he just said, like, hey, I, like, kind of freaked her out, because then the song goes into, she would have made such a lovely bride. What a shame she's apt in the head so like Patricia not being able to reciprocate those feelings because like her emotions scare her so she like breaks up with him because like feelings are scary and you don't want to like give yourself to someone and get your heart broken and like I firmly believe it is a petty song and I know someone made a petty video on Instagram to it and I ended up making someone did a paper rings champagne problems collab on TikTok and I made a petty video to that one because that one hit me in all the feelings so thank you for coming to my TED talk it's a petty song I agree for all the same reasons I even pulled some quotes so we have like love love slipped beyond your reaches and I couldn't give a reason one for the money two for the show I never was ready so I watched you go so it's just even though they're not like getting engaged like because they're children um, (laughs) it's like the same vibe same feelings that the song has and then I if we want to throw a little twist at the end just to spice it up um we can give this little nutty summer romance twist because he meets someone else at the end (laughs) (laughs) just for Emily (laughs) you can't see me giving them giving her the finger but (laughs) (laughs) but yeah no it's not it's not a nutty song it's a petty song obviously that was my little joke (laughs) 
Yeah, I, I, I love this joke though. Like, I need you guys to know, like, as much as I pretend I like hate this, I, I it's a good time, but it's just part of the joke now is me getting offended at the joke. <laughs> it's a bit, it's a whole bit. Okay, so track three. Ooh, I'm excited for this one, guys. So it's Gold I'm Rush. Like, I want to see what you guys said first, and then I'll tell you what I wrote. Oh, I just wrote unrequited love question mark i think i had a mental thought though i think i was thinking that i was thinking something that never happened but like i don't know i was like it's someone that i was too do you want to know who i was thinking what were you thinking like many summer romance no mick trisha this is patricia's song to mick i put mamber so i don't i don't have a reason i just was thinking like but they did happen but you know what mick trisha makes a lot of sense so i think this song is mick trisha because i think it's about having a crush on someone that you don't really want to have a crush on but you can't help yeah. yourself and it never comes to yeah. be but you constantly find yourself daydreaming about it so like i don't like anticipating my face in a red flush i don't like that anyone would die to feel your touch everybody wants you but i don't like a gold rush yeah trisha about mick yeah uh, what must it be like to grow up that beautiful with your hair falling into place like dominoes mick and then then it fades into the gray of my day old tea because it will never be it will never be <laughs> yeah you want to know what my one thought is and this is like the fandom getting to me i was like kt's crush on joy <gasps> this is the fandom getting to me <gasps> oh i like that too i like that too uh the the fandom the kids these days that are the kids these members. days you obviously have gotten into my brain because my thought when i was li- listening to this was like <laughs> or it was like jamber but it was only about the dinner parties i call you out and your contrarian shit because i feel like they're always bickering at dinner oh shit you right though <laughs> oh that's good <laughs> it was like jamber and also kq's uh unrecreated crush on joy because i love angst yes but i love this as like angsty mctricia too you know what i love that i'm so mad that i did not think about it but the problem is i think i just took i took my notes off the lyrics and i don't know what made me think of mamber but something made maybe it was like the everyone wants you ish vibe of the song that made yeah. me think of mamber they're both hot and they're they're reasoning that they were good couples that were both hot <laughs> <laughs> so track four is tis the damn season i put sagittarius rights I have no explanation. Energy. I All I wrote was, I wrote, you put Trudy? I put Piffy! Oh. Hyphy. <laughs> <laughs> I also put Megara. I put, put Anthe. Ooh, that's also a good one. <laughs> Basically, it's like any of the ships that, like, you know what? Amber would actually probably, like, booty call him when she's home. Yeah, like, because she's like, I, I know it's about Dorothea from LA, but it could be about. Amber from New York and same kind of thing like, yeah, like she's back to her hometown after her like glamorous life in New York and she's like hey Alfie it's yeah. been a while we'll pretend he's not with Willow right now and he's kind of like oh hey like <laughs> they just like rekindle because their relationship almost never was but that goes back into Emily saying Pisces because my thoughts are Piper and Alfie at the petty wedding thank you <laughs> yes Yes. Oh, actually, we're getting it back on Evermore. The damn season is wedding season. Wedding. Okay, I'm gonna steer us back on track here. So next track is tolerate it. Oh, I wrote JBN. Okay, 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 okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So first and foremost, for whatever reason, tolerate it feels like it's the sequel song to Illicit Affairs. I will not explain what I mean by that. But like, wait, oh, I kind okay. of got that vibe too, but I didn't want to say it. <laughs> So simply because I feel like Tolerate It is the sequel song to Illicit Affairs, I put Hazen. Oh. 
Because there's the part where it's like, you're so much older and wiser and uh, like. Also, like, there's like something like, <laughs> I'm, like I'm just a kid. Because you are. Like, use, my best colors for your por- use my best colors for your portrait. Because then he so, does yeah. kind of abandon her, too. So, like. Ooh. And, like, Brenna's is like, wait, ooh. wait. This is the one where I went through the recording. I was like, so I have a very specific egg, and it's kind of weird, but like. So yeah, um, simply because I'm, tolerated feels like the sequel to um, illicit affairs. I put Payson. That's a good one. Um, I did put Mikara for mine, and I was thinking specifically of like Mick when he left for Australia and they were doing their like long distance thing. Um, but this one was kind of a stretch. I like the Payson idea better, but I was like, there's the line like, "While you were out building other worlds, where was I?" Because like Mara was, you know. Hanging out with Jerome a lot. And then even like when they're talking, Mick is like so nice. Like there's the Skype scene in season two where Mara's just like t- talking about like Jerome this, Jerome that. And Mick's like, you talk about Jerome a lot. And then all of a sudden Mara's like, oh my God, isn't it like three in the morning there? And he was like, yeah, like you're worth it though. So she, he's like pouring his heart out to her and she's just like Jerome. So Jerome is the best. She's tolerating um, him. But yeah, I, I, I think I like Payson better. <laughs> But I like the Payson better. I did write Jabian. Oh, I could see Jabian too, yeah. Oh, don't you wait. I got some heart I got some painful ones for Jabian coming. I got some painful ones for Jabian too. I wonder if we pick the same one. That would be really funny. Except for we're like not on the same wavelength as much of this time as we were with folklore. It's kind of fun though, because then we're getting like different perspectives on every song. So um nobody no crime. Um the answer to this is only Mara. Oh, I said all of them with Rufus. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that is also an acceptable answer. I put but, um, Joy's point of view about the Mara Willow Jerome love triangle, and then Joy kills. I mean, yes, also, but like, <laughs> okay, but like, I put Mara because in House of Heroes, which I've had to watch like twenty billion times for vidine reasons, and just because it makes gives me a happy chemical, and also custom Funko Pop reasons. Um, Mara straight up goes, "If you hurt her." And like Jerome looks like he fears for his life in that moment. And <laughs> I love like, that. Baby's like all proud of her for like he's just sitting there and she's like threatening Jerome's life. And baby's like, yeah, that's my girl. Yeah, girl. <laughs> and then Joy's like, Joy kind of looks a little mortified, but she's like, I mean, I support you, but like maybe don't. But it's really funny. I'll have to get screen caps of their facial expressions because she's like straight up threatening to kill this boy. Jerome, take a shot every time Jerome gets threatened to be murdered. <laughs> <laughs> okay so next is happiness oh i put like multiple shits i said fabina mikara jara i put jara i put jb in for this one this is my sad jb in one. Oh no this is not my sad jb in one just you wait ma'am <laughs> um but i put jara because i just feel like i don't i don't i feel like they're of the ships they never really like reconciled like post breakup like i feel like joy and fabian are not on like crappy terms when the show ended true yeah friendly but i feel like also like that breakup i think i don't know because like obviously joy's heart was broken but i feel like in a way like it is a song kind of more about mutual like i don't want to say mutual heartbreak but like more mutually heartbreak and like i feel like we see the mutual ish heartbreak more from both jerome and mara that's fair okay you're seeing this song differently than i do but i like that so I put JB in because I see it as like 
it's like about heartbreak and loss, but then like realizing that it's going to be okay and you're both going to move on and you can like mm-hmm. forgive each other. And that like, like I pulled the lines. Um, I hope she'll be a beautiful fool. It takes my spot next to you. No, I didn't mean that. Sorry. I can't see facts through all of my fury. Cause she, like, she's getting upset about the whole situation joy, but then eventually she like grows and matures and like her, she can get to a good point with Fabian where she's like not mad at him and not mad about Nina and she can like move on to her own relationship. Um, and like, I can't make it go away by making you the villain, even though he's like, she wants to make him the villain. He didn't do anything wrong. And all you want from me is the green light of forgiveness. Like Fabian's like wants to be friends and she eventually gets to that point. So that's why, that's how I saw it as Javian. But, but I like it as Jara too. I can see how like there's more mutual heartbreak for them. I think, yeah, I feel like with Jara, it's like they could get to the point. So if you pull out, I, I didn't write down this. This is like off the top of my head. So I might not get the lyrics right. The part that's like, Oh, like I, I, you haven't met the new me yet, but I think she'd give you that. If like Mara's still mad at Jerome, but like maybe in the future she could potentially forgive him, could work. Well, isn't it like when she says you haven't met the new me yet? Me yet? It's not like the new me as like the person singing, but like the new me as like the next girlfriend. I don't know. See, I thought the first new me because I think there's two new. It's like I haven't met the new me yet, and then you haven't met the new me yet, which is after she talks about the guy getting a new girl. So I feel like that's like getting a replacement. But then there's, okay. I haven't, all you want from me is the green light of forgiveness. You haven't met the new me yet, and I think she could do that. So I think that third you haven't oh, met the new me yet is, like, back I to see. the original singer. And, like, it's, like, the improved version of me that's going to give you forgiveness. So like, oh, okay. Yes, that makes sense. One line that's, like, you haven't met the new me yet. Like, you haven't met my replacement, like, the new girl. And I think that's around the time when she's, like, singing, I hope she'll be a beautiful fool that takes my thought next to you. Like, the part, like, it's, like, you're going to find a new girl and, like, you're going to move on with a new girl you haven't met her yet there's the first i haven't met the new me yet which is like i need to improve on myself but i haven't become mm-hmm. that yet and then there's like the third i haven't met the new me yet but i think she'd give me that she'd give you that or whichever it's like a line like that which i i interpret it and i don't know if this is correct but my interpretation of that third you haven't met the new me yet and i think she'd give you that is back talking about herself not like the new girl That's, like, okay that now that you explain new, it that makes more sense the yeah new version of Taylor or like the new version of the singer is going to and Miss Swift Swift is a lyrical genius (laughs) (laughs) for usual (laughs) yeah I put Sabina Mikara Jara because I was just like lots of sad breakups yeah it could be really any ship that broke up and like had to kind of reconcile with those feelings (laughs) yeah (laughs) well not petty though yeah I wouldn't say it's petty but no Permanent breakup ships. Yes. Yeah. Well, I also don't really think it would be Mamber. No, I don't think. No, Mamber they didn't like love each other. That. I don't think. I think Amber loved him in season mm. one. I don't I even know because there was a while. Because remember when I was like the Amber over Mick check? Oh and I yeah. Was that slowly, and I was like, she's not over Mick yet. But then I was like, finally, like she ends up getting over Mick and like being happy for him and Mara. So I don't know. I think that Amber loved Mick. I don't know if she okay. loves him, like, aggress- but, like, I don't know. In, like, a first love kind like of Like, puppy way, love, maybe. I think Amber loves yeah. Mick, because I did do a very slow Amber you did. over Mick count, like, thing. I enjoyed that. <laughs> and I do think, but, like, I think they reconcile better. Like, I don't know if this is, like, this is kind of too angsty, because I feel like it was more, like, first love kind of broke up. But, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like it, she didn't feel like she needed to forgive him for anything, necessarily. 
Yeah, I don't think so either. So it like wasn't that deep. Yeah, it was just kind of like sad, but eventually like we get over, we end up being friends, happy for each other. Like, yeah. Okay, so next song is Dorothea, which I didn't pull any quotes, but since I think Tis the Damn Season is an Amphi song, to me then Dorothea was about Amber from Alfie's point of view. That's how I see it. I put Amber down. Because I oh, I make I make Dorothea a friendshipy song. Oh, yeah, like, that is cute. I think Dorothea and Tis the Damn Season are sister songs, but I didn't treat them in this ranking. I wrote Patricia to Joy in season one. Or oh. anyone... To Amber or Nina in season three, probably especially like someone to Amber because like you've got shiny friends since you left town. See, I think it would be like really interesting to put it from like an Amber, like a Nina Amber point of view because like, I mean, maybe things were like, maybe after like Nina knew like Fabian got the letter and things were okay, maybe then she would reach out to Amber. So maybe Amber would have moved to New York at this point, maybe like. I don't think Nina like blocked all of her friends. I think Nina just like ghosted them. Yeah, she I mean, yeah. Nina really sees that Amber is like living in New York and is like, "Hey, what's up?" And like they don't they can't really hang out or anything because like the, there is a distance between them when they're both in America. And maybe she's like watching Amber move on while she kind of is stuck still in Anubis house without being in Anubis house yeah. because she didn't really get the closure she needed. Mhm. And maybe I plot twist Fabian blocks her on all social media. Okay, if I was Fabian, I would block Nina after that. But... I wouldn't blame him. <laughs> or if I was like Fabian's friend, I would, and he was like, Nina did this to me, I'd be like, block her. Patricia's the one going on all their <laughs> social medias, blocking everyone. You, you know, Patricia is like the friend that's like saying to Fabian, like, Fabian's like, I'm so sad about Nina, I'm gonna message her. And Patricia's like, block her. <laughs> Patricia probably never. I ha- Patricia probably blocked Nina when she showed up at the school and never unblocked her. <laughs> probably like didn't even give the, give her the chance to add her. <laughs> just like no, it's a no for me, dog. Well, I like. I didn't even think of it as a friendship song. That's really. I like that point of view. That's cool. I love how deep that com- that topic that got though. So next is Coney Island. Um, I put Petty for this one, but like also during like that in between breakup period for them. I put joy just I don't know why but like maybe I think it's more of like based off the where did my baby go line because like maybe like she was supposed to be like Fabian's like significant other and like he never really gave her the chance and so oh yeah okay if we're gonna go joy I have a theory I read on Twitter that I could go into about the song yes so I read on Twitter I don't know who so I apologize if I'm stealing your theory I think it's someone one of our friends retweeted it but it was about how they thought that, like, the song Coney Island was, like, about multiple Taylor's exes and also her dad. Mm-hmm. So there's a line that's, like, if I can't relate to you, then who am I related to? So if we're saying this is a Joy song, Joy's relationship oh. with her father. Oh. Interesting. And that's I like, like that. Well, that might have been my other thing, but, like, more with based on Joy, like, not really being, like, part of the gang and, like, yeah. being left out. Because, like, the world kept spinning without her which like isn't fair to her but you know yeah not that the world should have stopped spinning for her but it's like everyone else found like new things and got to keep going where she was basically a prisoner in her own home i think we talked about that with brad and it sticks to me a lot yeah sad especially in season two and season three why i feel like (laughs) i love joy (laughs) 
That's that makes sense. Yeah, it's really nice in season three. She kind of in season three she really finds her place back in yeah. the group and like she establishes herself as her own person. Yeah, that we didn't really see. Well, we didn't really see that towards the end of season two. Maybe we would have seen it more if like I still think there were probably months of like at least school year before season three like the school year would have ended that we never get to see and i think we should have yeah, i wish those, like, yeah months. where's the fic of eddie and baby becoming bro honestly i <laughs> it's i sent you guys on tiktok and i mean i do think they became friends and i think probably i don't the thing is really weird because i actually genuinely do think eddie started to hang out with sabuna more because like he and like lp were like close in season three but like i don't when why did we never see get to see any of that I know. I feel like not enough time. I needed like a two and a half. They definitely, yeah, they definitely. I feel like we're like, well, Eddie like has to be the Sabuna leader now, so we need to like kind of establish that he's friends with them. But I don't think became because I, I, I don't know. I firmly believe that season one is term one, season two is term two, and then I firmly believe we just didn't get to see term three, and then we just jumped into the new school year, and we got the entire school year. Yeah, and that explains, like, and I think someone said this on Twitter, too, that they thought that, that, like, there's a whole term missing in between season, because they were talking about the Fabian Eddie thing, too. They were like, well, there's a whole term missing in between season two and season three, and, like, that checks out. Like, if Eddie knew he was the Osirian, which he obviously did after season two, him trying to forge, like, more relationships with Sabuna makes sense, and since he's also dating Patricia at the time, especially hanging out with, like, Alfie, per se, kind of makes sense, because if Patricia's, like, me and Alfie are BFFs, and then Eddie's like, I'm her boyfriend, and then Patrice is probably like, well, I want Eddie and Alfie to be friends. That makes sense, yeah. I mean, like, let's be real here, there was definitely probably a pet, petty Amphie double date. It was probably real awkward, and they probably <laughs> hated every- Like, Patricia and Alfie are vibing. But I need that. We're both like, uh, and Alfie, like, best friend. <laughs> <laughs> and Alfie are like, we're very uncomfortable with the energy in this room. Oh my god, I need a typey petty <laughs> double date. Well, I had a lot of double dates that we didn't get. We didn't get a single double date. That's the true. We did. We got Fabina and Amphi. It went wrong. But... <laughs> didn't they break up? All break up during their double date. <laughs> it's right after. Yeah. They're like no more double dates. <laughs> <laughs> Alfie's the one who's like, okay. I don't want to be alone with Amber. I'm afraid I'll mess things up. And he's like, Patricia, please, you're the only one I trust. <laughs> Because, like, realistically, oh. we would not trust Jerome on a double date with Amber. No, no oh way. my god, no. Oh, they would just accidentally flirt the entire time. That'd be really funny. <laughs> Jerome and Amber, like, on a double date. <laughs> accidentally turns into Jamber. <laughs> Next song, Ivy. I didn't write anything. I put Jara for this one, like, during the period where um, Mara's dating Mick long distance. So, like, you know, it... It's been promised to another. That's her, like, belonging to Mick because they're still dating. Um, but then, like, my pain fits in the palm of your freezing hand, taking mine. That's, like, her, like, getting closer to Jerome. Um, like, And then there's there's a line that's, like, he's in the room. Your opal eyes are wise to see. He wants what's only yours. Oh, I said that wrong. He's in the room. Your opal eyes are all I wish to see. He wants what's only yours. So, like, when that ending scene, when Mick's, like, oh. I'm back, and Mara actually realizes she just wants Jerome, but, like, Mick's there. And like, <laughs> and then it sounds like the person that like in the song that like Taylor is like in love with or whatever. Um, he seems like broken or something because it's like 
she keeps describing him as like tarnished but like so grand like and so like in all of season two obviously mara's kind of like helping him with his dad situation so this is a jara song to me oh where I thank you for coming to my ted talk was um that like the husband in the song like straight burns the house down so i was like this angry. <laughs> <laughs> yes and you were make it so mad about jara that he burns the house down and i help him <laughs> Um, I'm just saying that I put Joy Trisha down. I have no reasons, but I think it's because everyone's like, Ivy's the gay song. And I was like, I guess. <laughs> I didn't even hear people talk about that. That's cool. I, I didn't hear people talk about that. Oh, Matt, oh, yeah, Joy Trisha, like, Teddy loves her. Or, like, Joy Trisha. I think Fabian. just like, yes, Joy Trisha Fabian. <laughs> I think that works better. Ooh, yes. I like that. I love that. All right, cowboy like me, guys. Who's it gonna be? I'm counting three. I'm counting three. Three, two, one. Jarena. I tried to like look up lyrics for this one. There's like, I can't relate it to them, but <laughs> they're just just Jarena. There's nothing else we can say lyrically. I don't even think I could lyrically relate it to anyone else until I tried. I know. I think my only like stretch to make this Jarena. Like, I've got some tricks up my sleeve, takes one to no one. They're both kind of, like, stealthy, sly people who've been hurt. Uh, I don't know. Like, she's kind of sleuthy because of Sabuna. I don't know. Like, again, this is a stretch. Okay. like me doesn't see if I could make it. The guy in this song is a hoe because it says all the ladies lunching have their stories about when you pass through town. So, like, Jerome is a hoe and the guy in this song. I mean, I guess, I guess the dancing is a dangerous game would be petty. That's fair. Yeah, the dancing is a. You asked me to dance, and I said dancing is a dangerous game. It's very petty. But we decided how we like music. What if we, uh, this is like after. I can relate this to my Jarena fic, where like they don't dance in my fic, but they basically like meet up and they're both single. So, like, what if they were at someone's wedding and they're both single and a slow dance comes on? So they're going to go dance. Didn't I straight up go, like, here's. Because I'm. Unless someone wants to write me the Jarena riding horses through Taco Bell fic that I deserve. Um, I was literally having to make up a plot because I wanted it to so I'll be canon compliant, which, you know, that's not actually possible. But, like, I made up this entire, like, little world and asked them. I was, like, I loved it. Get into, getting into I it. It was really in-depth, but it worked. <laughs> I needed to make it make sense in canon, and that was, like, the only way I could make it make sense in canon. Beautiful. Um, so, yeah, I, there's not really much else we can say. It's just, it's just Jarena. And that's it. <laughs> no thoughts had only Jarena Cowboy AU. <laughs> okay, long story short. Um, so, um, Emily gotta admit that she's got this. This was my Power Rangers Beast Morpher song, but since we're not talking about that, um, Laura has suggested it's a song about Sabuna, and I. Yeah, I wrote Sabuna. Oh! I made a video because I keep mentally planning this video in my head. Like, I have the clips in my mind that I want in it. So, like, I'll actually at some point exercise. I have so many videos I want to make, though. I have so much thoughts, videos in my head planned, sticks in my head planned. Need to physically do that. That involves effort, which I can just teleport from my head into existence. Anyway, in my mind, for some reason, even though I know it's kind of like a love song, I I like to see it kind of in, like, this context as, like, kind of a friendship song, like, push from like I don't know because it's very like oh like I tried to pick my battle so the battle picked me 
like it's like there's kind of like Ooh. a fight but like when someone comes at us this time we're ready very like sabuna vibe oh squad like, yeah that's vibe. fun the push from the precipice thing just always keeps reminding me of the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I also raise you joy. Fair. Yeah, I put maybe in for like similar Ooh. reasons. Oh, so like yeah. fell from the pedestal. That's like her relationship with Mick because that was like her first love. So it was like, you know, you put that on a pedestal. She thought that was the one. Right down the rabbit hole was Jerome. Long story short, it was the wrong guy. And then like now I'm all about you because now she's all about that Fabian. Yeah. So. I don't know. I need to make this fully planning it. And then I have like the part that's like the, when the shoe fits walk into your high heels break. And I have like a mental picture of like Amber with her lucky heels and then Amber in season two with her heels during the dance episode. <laughs> There's a whole I like that though. We love the squad. Video planned in my head. Yeah, but I can see that. Like Mara, like long story short. If we're talking about what the song's actually about and not me being on my squad bullshit, your interpretation makes much more sense. All right, so next is Marjorie, which I'm sure we're probably all on the same page about yeah. for the most part. Like, I put Nina to Sarah. Same. No, I put Nina and her grandma. <laughs> My grand's not dead yet. <laughs> Wait, I thought Grand was dead. <laughs> no, that's why she leaves in season three to take care of her grand. saying they should have just killed her grand off and they wanted to write her off. Did I just manifest you to thinking that was canon? I guess her grandma's not dead. I apologize. Nina to Sarah makes a lot of sense. And I also know Casey and her grandfather. Yeah. Could be and her granddad. Casey and her grandfather. I did write that. I, yeah. I, I like that too. I just like, I don't know why I always laugh anytime like Katie and her grandpa dad or grandpa are mentioned just i think maybe because i think of the drinking game where it's like drink every time she mentions her grandpa <laughs> they're just like so funny to me oh well okay so the next one's closure it feels very clear to me um it's fabina from oh, fabian's yeah. point of view because yes, yes i yeah. got your letter <laughs> like yes i'm doing better i know that it's over i don't need your closure <laughs> yeah i'm not just like a wrinkle in your new life or whatever like mm-hmm Staying, us staying friends, maybe like Nina starting to move on and she can yeah baby in half. So maybe she like reaches out again over like email or like Facebook and is like, hey, what's up? And he's like, mm, I got no. you. Yes, I do. That's what I also said. Now that I have clips, I have so many video ideas. I need to make a Vita video to closure. I, I like how Laura is like straight up like, so Laura to Lemonade Land is going to make uh, an ever more serious oh, yeah. video. So, okay. Well, yeah, closure. Fabina settled yes so okay so evermore I I maybe because I was just thinking about Fabina for the song before enclosure I put maybe um Nina's really emo about this breakup because she didn't want to break up with him is that what you said yeah same energy yeah so she's just like really sad and depressed like I had a feeling so peculiar that this pain would be forevermore (laughs) because that was her first love and she's depressed I rewind the tape but all it does is pause i have the i've been down since july because like she probably knew like july ish she would have had to do this so like oh yes I then cue netty summer romance stepping stone trying to find the one where i went wrong oof 
Yeah, angsty Nina. Maybe if she hadn't like awoken Sankara, she wouldn't. They wouldn't have awoken the Osirene, and maybe it would have been safe. Next is right where you left me. I put JB in. I don't remember why. (laughs) That kind of makes sense though, because like Joy kind of. It's like, did you ever hear about the girl who got frozen? So like, if we're time moves on for everyone else, she she doesn't know it or something. Yeah. So that kind of makes sense. That must have been my thought. Got stuck, stuck in time. Me as a fan. That's that's what the song is about. Two days before my 24th birthday. First off, it's rude because I was complaining there being no songs about being 24, and she wrote a song about being 23. Excuse me? Thank you. <laughs> Miss Swift. Read the room. Miss Swift, I want a song about being 24, and she was like 23. Me. You were like too late. Too I do late like the idea of it being us as a fandom, though. <laughs> what? I do like the idea of it being us as a fandom though like hey guys we're right where you left us and the cast is like we don't care except for Brad everybody else does us beefed a lot our bullshit I love being on my bullshit with you guys it's fun me too she's still 17 (laughs) yep alright Okay, so it's time to go. I didn't put anything. Touched on a bra. Oh, that's sad. Or like Nina having to leave, or like Amber having to leave, or Mick having to leave. I did think about like Mara breaking up with Mick because like she knew she had to make sure he could leave. Like she knew it was the right thing to do. Oh wait, you know what I forgot? Right where you left me reminds me of Victor because it says you can hear a pin pin drop. (laughs) Oh right. (laughs) I forgot. I cannot. Iconic. Got that? Yeah, I swear I could hear. I mean, it's not actually about Victor, but actually for oh, wait, okay. being a bra, that makes sense. T- circle back to time to go. Um, that I mean, she was not, in fact, because she seems not a twin from your dreams. She's a crook who was caught. <laughs> it's about so, Piper. Sophia. <laughs> Sophia, ma'am. Oh, well, it's, wait, it's about yeah. What? It's about what? Sophia, She's a crook who was caught. That old familiar body ache, the snaps from the same little breaks in your soul, you know when it's time to go. So, like, um, Eddie going to break the touchstone, even though, like... Uh, okay, see, this makes sense. 20 yeah, years I like this job, for but the son of the boss gets the spot that was yours. <laughs> That's not what happened to Victor, but... It's <laughs> Mrs. Andrew's leaving? <laughs> I know that's not touched on a raw, but still, that's like close to touch on a raw. Sometimes giving up is the strong. Some sometimes giving up is the strong thing. Sometimes to run is the brave thing. Sometimes walking out is the one thing. Just Victor in general. We'll find you the right thing. Fifteen years, fifteen million tears, begging till my knees bled. I gave it my all. He gave me nothing at all. Then wondered why I left Victor at the house. <laughs> Rip. Oh my god. Oh, I wasn't talking about it's time to go. I was talking about right where you left me. I know, but I just was trying to circle back to the topic, Laura. (laughs) (laughs) I I just gotta give a shout out for saying you could hear a pin drop Taylor Swift's secret house in your (laughs) state. I mean, she did write right about Penny, so it's fine. Your state this day. She did write a list of affairs about Payson, so... Yeah, she did write all these songs about House of New Ships. She did write August about the Netty Summer Romance, so... (laughs) Get out of my swamp. (laughs) Summer but it's nice summer here. Summer Wait, why did you <laughs> <laughs> August has the same vibe? 
Well, it's not Christmas. I guess like Nettie Summer Romance Part Two, the Christmas edition. <laughs> like <laughs> they come home to America after, like after you know their first college Christmas break, and they're like, "Hey, stop it! It's been a while. Out of my swamp. Just the damn season. <laughs> the damn season. <laughs> the road not taken looks real good now." <laughs> And then obviously messy as the mud on your truck tires is just screams Nettie summer romance. It also screams me and Laura. Um we, oh, we shoot, really they're self-aware. <laughs> said we're messy as the mud on your truck tires and we went to a parking lot mud all over ourselves and we weren't happy about it and Emily was <laughs> very amused <laughs> well anyway I think that's a wrap on Evermore right yeah, yeah that's a wrap we made it to the end Please we made it to the end the guys because it's real funny go yeah go follow Emily on twitter but also go follow us on social media like the podcast so you can follow us on twitter at anubis podcast you can follow us on instagram anubis backwards pod also on tiktok anubis backwards pod um send in your hot takes those are uh linked in our description and if you want to email us that's anubis backwards pod at gmail oh yeah bonus before we go let's talk so, about what lies beneath the house of anubis so, um i don't know if you guys know because like i don't know if it's like a common thing but so in between season one and season two, there were obviously like promos for season two. There's one that I swear was like a travel guide, and Emily agrees with me, but we can't find this anywhere. So it might just be a collective memory that doesn't exist, like collective shit that we made up in our brains. But I swear there was a travel guide. But anywhere, it sounds familiar. Oh, that was I remember it being like Patricia being like, "Welcome back to Creepy Towers," and there was like the House of the Nubis. It's like season three trailer, maybe. Is it not Patricia's Welcome Back to Creepy Towers from the season two premiere? I remember that, but I don't remember. I don't know. Anyway, there was definitely one because we found it that was like, What Lies Beneath the House of Anubis? And that lives rent free in my mind. That lives rent free in my mind, too. That was iconic. So iconic, like back in the day, our dumbasses like had nothing better to do when we go on Omegle. I don't know if y'all kids even like know Omegle, but well, Omegle made a comeback, so they should know what Omegle is. Yeah, I keep seeing TikToks about it. Okay, so we would go on Omegle and, like, write in that thing, like, what lies beneath the house of the Nubis, and I'm surprised we didn't get, like, unsolicited dick pics, honestly. I know, yeah, we would, there's all these screenshots on our tumblers from, like, the summer of 2012 or 2011 or something where we're just, like, <laughs> being weird. Like, summer, fall of 2011, and we're just, like, on Omegle, like, what lies beneath the house of the Nubis. But anyway, I, um, we posted on our Twitter, on our Instagram the other day asking people what they think lies beneath the house of news and we got a lot of genuine answers which were like telling me that the tunnels lie beneath the house of news and i'm like yeah but we got some funny answers let me see if i can find them people said things such as jarena's horse fables they gotta be somewhere guys nina <laughs> i'm trying to like look at them while we do this okay um my will to live. Oh no, guys. I was the one who sent that one in. Oh, Actually, someone else sent it in too. Lots and lots of rats, the tunnels, the many summer romance lies beneath the house of Anubis. Bitch's dad's body. <laughs> I mean, they ain't wrong. Right. <laughs> that one, it's real. <laughs> Mystery tunnels. Victor's ambition. 
<laughs> kind of. My love for Petty. To which I said my love for Petty lives not Petty Lake. And also I found out that there's a gift from Petty School that says Petty. It was great. I love that. Sabuna, a chasm, a mystery. Any other Nickelodeon show. The Frobisher Mask, Robert Frobisher Smite, Robert Frobisher Smite, The Tunnel, Hold on, you skip, you skip the any other Nickelodeon show with an, your answer with Effort iCarly was getting a reboot. <laughs> with the iCarly theme song. Oh. A door to hell. Sarah's parents enjoys Victor buries them. <laughs> Your response is, oh, now I'm really sad. Piper. My story for that, I was obsessed with <laughs> <laughs> The writer's plans for Fabisha. I love that I one. I have a lot of fun responding to sending more responses just to see your reactions to them. Trudy's bedroom. Victor's another destiny for Victor. Why does he have so many? Why does he have so many? Mixed sports school. <laughs> Fabian's parents. R.I.P. <laughs> That one was like, ouch. <laughs> the kid's actually going to school. Please go to the my body in a dead way, like a sexy way, in a dead way. You will be missed. <laughs> Hormonal <laughs> teenagers, lol, true. Hormonal teenagers. Season four, to which I said, Claudia, Jesse, take a break from Bridgerton. <laughs> Rufus's hopes and dreams. A tear of gold. Jason Winkler! <laughs> oh, rip. Someone said Molly and I said, what lies? Beer's taxidermy dog. A consistent uniform. <laughs> <laughs> My nutrition dream. Nettie. Hey. A dead body. <laughs> Great answers, guys. I was very Wait, there's more. there's more. There's more. Wait, there's more, Laura. <laughs> The mask, the fake one. Conclusion, they risked their lives in the tunnels for nothing. <laughs> Nina and Fabian's breakup. Jerome's blonde hair that disappeared in season three. Nina and Fabian. Guys. Okay, so let us know if you like us posting stuff like that on our Instagram stories, because I had a really fun, fun time doing that. So, like, if you would like us to do stuff like that more, let us know. If you think it's annoying, I guess also let us know, because I don't want to be spamming your Instagram story feeds if you don't like that. I was having a good time. I was having a good time, too. And it seemed like y'all were, too, because you guys were sending in some funny answers, so. But, yeah, so many of those things may or may not lie beneath the House of Anubis. We're going to have to find out in season two what truly lies beneath the House Yay! Bring it on, I've been waiting for this one. Oh my god, I've been waiting for this one. Turn it up. So I guess on that note, we will see you guys next week with our season two recap. Season two, episode one, House of Flow in Dolls. Very excited. And we're going to get Brenna's favorite white boy leaving, Emily's favorite white boy coming, and my favorite white girl coming at some point in the season. (laughs) Okay, but we still need to make sure we, well, I guess we'll be recording Mick leaving when I'm dog sitting the corgi, so it's fine. She'll get an emotional support corgi. Thank you. That's exactly what I need. So much I wanted to say. The way I see it is there anyone there?